Hi there, and welcome back to Bestowing the Brush. I am your host, Dallas Noctegal. Thank you again for joining me tonight. Uh, well, you know, it might not be tonight where you are. It might be the morning. You might be in the break in your day, just cleaning up some dishes, doing some laundry, whatever it is. I am glad that I'm in your earbuds. So, without further ado, I would like to now read you Brush Drawing by Mrs. H. Perrin, and I will break in between for my own commentary. I have been asked to add a few remarks on the subject of brushwork, which was so ably begun by Mrs. Steinthal in the May number of the review. No one who, like myself, has had the privilege of listening to Mr. E. Cook's lectures on child nature with regard to art and has watched his able fingers depict the curves he so dearly loves, can fail to be impressed by the way in which he deals with the subject. Taking his hints from the baby's spontaneous scribble, he builds up a systematic and progressive training directly in accordance with natural tendencies in a way to stimulate the inventive faculty so strong in a child. He advocates taking it straight to natural forms for its examples, that the eye may quickly become accustomed to drawing from the round instead of drawing from dull, lifeless copies so much used by the science and art department. Okay, my first break is here. Have you been drawing from copies or from pictures? Or have you been drawing from nature? I know that's a hard question because from nature, from the round is so much harder. Okay, let's continue. First, we must create an interest and love in the subject and afterwards exercises for training accuracy of eye and dexterity of hand will be much more quickly accomplished. To teach a child to educate himself should be the aim of all teachers. And though this principle has permeated the whole kindergarten system, it has not been till lately carried out in its fullness with regard to art training. Drawing is a means of expression as well as an art, and so it should be connected with the whole employment of the child, and it should not be an isolated performance. Mr. Cook recognizes the delight the child has in portraying the animals and plants around him. And he shows us that the business of the teacher is to take the cue from these hieroglyphs and to transform the same into a truer portrait by means of the simplest and fewest lines possible. In my own nursery, we have a large blackboard hung where the little ones can reach it, and they are encouraged to draw with white chalk large designs or representations of animals and plants from memory and any friends who come in are invited to do the same in this way we get a variety in design etc and the best drawings are honored by being allowed to remain on the board for a day or two it is easy to fix a little shelf to catch the chalk dust in our case we have placed the board over the ottoman sofa upon which the children stand in order that the board can be higher from the floor and not so liable to get rubbed. In very few cases should copies from the flat be allowed. Indeed, I would almost say never, 
as they warp the natural powers in a child and cramp his imagination. Let a child's mind and hand be as free as the wind, merely guide it in the right channels and teach it nothing that it has afterwards to unlearn or which stunts its development. Steam and electricity are our servants because we learned from their nature, entered into it, and worked in sympathy with it, did not oppose it. The nature of the child can no more be altered by us. We must study, sympathize, and conquer by obeying it. This month, I would urge bold blackboard drawing with white chalk, the arm working freely from the shoulder in elliptical curves, horizontal and vertical lines, and next month I hope to give a few hints on color and color washes with the use of either the chalk or pencil. The great benefit of brushwork being that it can be made a quite moral training in exactness and decision. The children should be fully taught to make all their mistakes in the air and not touch the paper or blackboard until the hand is ready to draw fearlessly and with precision the line required. No retouching can be allowed. The old habit of indecision with cramped muscular handing, handling of the pencil followed by India rubber was ruinous to all proper development and fostered stammering, if not in word, in thought and in hand. Mr. Cook is the first of our great teachers to recognize that the child's first lines are elliptical curves and to show how the oval, rather than the circle, is to be traced in all animals and plants and things in motion. Ruskin dwells on the beauty of the ellipse and its four quarters when divided by a horizontal and vertical line. For this reason, and also because something like the letter J, Mr. Cook calls each quarter a J-curve and shows how many of the most beautiful designs are based on this element. Okay, another pause here. I wanted just to tell you that in my course, in my video drawing course, Brush, Chalk and Charcoal, Foundations and Drawing, you will find videos about how to make these elliptical curves these ellipses and these quarters and these J's and practice these forms with your brush and also with chalk. So I really, I really love this article and it of course informed how I did some of my videos there and just wanted to make you aware that there is a resource for you out there that helps you with this concept. The Greek potter has the child's conception and delights in that general form we find common to living things. Vase and human form have ever been associated. We shall find no other art so familiar with the oval, its varieties and elements. It is the germ form of Greek art, the source of its simple strong curvature and ever beautiful ornament. This month, I would suggest that our little ones be asked to make different patterns using only this one J-curve in varied combinations. Let the patterns be put between parallel lines so as to make a frame in which to put their picture. The latter to be any shells, animals, etc. 
they can think of showing the ovate form or any flowers, plants, etc. A good exercise would be to draw on a large scale a fountain with the water rising and falling in J-curves from an elliptical basin. These exercises can be done either on the blackboard or on large sheets of paper. In the latter case, no pencil is to be used, but the brush, well filled with color, say light red, should be held vertically with the wrist of the right hand resting on that of the left in order to gain both freedom and steadiness. The point of the brush only must touch the paper and the pressure to be such as to produce a fine, regular line. Next month, we shall see how in color blobs of the brush, when placed sideways on the paper, the same oval form appears and how it permeates all the vegetable world. Okay, so what did you think about her description of the prompt with the fountain? And that hand position that she talked about, it's a little tricky. Think of resting your dominant hand, the wrist of your dominant hand, onto the wrist of the other hand that's across your body. So the one that has the mark making tool in it is just being stabilized by the other hand underneath, if you can grasp that in your mind. Um, I would love to hear from you guys about this episode, this reading of this paper, what your thoughts are. Please connect with me on Instagram. I'm at bestowing the brush there. And also please check out my website because I have a ton of resources for you there, including all of these parents review articles that I've been reading. You can find them all there on my resources page. And of course, check out my YouTube channel, Bestowing the Brush, and you can find helpful brushwork videos there. But yes, the course as well is a super great resource for your homeschool. It's 33 high quality videos that go over brushwork. Many of the concepts in this paper that I wrote are in those videos, as well as chalk and charcoal. So it's a great thing for you to get into your life I have heard so many great reviews from moms who are loving it, from kids who are really appreciating it and growing. Jamie says, I've watched a number of the videos in your course in preparation, but we did the first session today. My five, eight, and 11-year-olds all followed along, and my two-and-a-half-year-old painted her own thing. I'm very pleased so far. I love how everyone could participate at their own level and the fact that practice and building muscle and learning skills is very obviously the goal. Still, everyone was pleased with what they painted and thought it was beautiful. That's a double win in my book. I appreciate your clarity and encouragement. You make it very accessible and we are looking forward to more lessons. You are so welcome, Jamie. Thank you for the review and I'm so glad you're benefiting from the course. So. Thank you for listening today, and I will talk to you later. Happy drawing, everyone. Bye.